On this episode of Mix and Some Magic, I'm joined by Ashley Kraft. She has a new cookbook coming out called The Unofficial Disney Parks Restaurant Cookbook. I am so excited for this cookbook. She is a best-selling author, Disney copycat recipes, and I know you are going to love this. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix and Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Hello and welcome. I'm Melissa with Mix and Some Magic. Thanks for being here. If you're watching this on video, you'll notice that I am still in my closet. This is my new recording area for the time being. And you may notice the left-hand side of my curtain behind me is still wrinkled, while the right side is not. I ironed them both, but the left side is wrinkled. And to tell you the truth, I don't know if, if I'll ever iron it. Maybe, but that seems like a lot of effort to pull down these curtains and iron them. I kind of don't see it happening, but you never know. Maybe I'll get super ambitious one of these days, but let's, let's not plan on it. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're having a great week. I am so excited about my interview that I have to share with you this week. But first, let's talk about a little tiny bit of Disney news Nothing crazy or earth-shattering, but the Magic Happens Parade is coming to an end on October 15th, and I know a lot of people are very disappointed about that because this parade has been beloved by so many people. But all good things must come to an end, and Magic Happens is ending on October 15th. Now, I'm guessing at some point they will bring Magic Happens Parade back, I mean, in the next however many years. But for now, it will be gone, and there are no parades scheduled to happen until the holidays begin, and then the Christmas Fantasy Parade will be back. Now, the reason for the break in the parade schedule is that all the performers who do the Magic Happens Parade are the performers in the Christmas Fantasy Parade, and so they need to learn their parts and their dances and their training and all of that. So they have to take that month off and go and learn the new parade so that they'll be ready for when the holidays kick off. So they'll, there won't be any parade for a little while if you're there between October 15th and the holiday kickoff. Just be aware of that. That's really all of the Disney news I wanted to share with you. I got a review that I wanted to read. I love it so much when I get to share reviews with you. So this review is from Dory216, and she writes, Disney Magic at Home. I love listening to Melissa's podcast. As a huge Disney fan who doesn't get to visit the parks as often as I would like, it's such a treat getting her weekly podcast with Disney updates, tips, guests, and especially the ride-specific episodes. I love hearing all the history and fun facts about different rides. Thank you, Melissa, for adding a little Disney magic to our lives. Thank you, Dory216, for your review. It really helps me out, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. You are the best. Well, I am getting ready to head back to Disneyland tomorrow, so when this episode drops, I will be on my way to Disneyland for the Oogie Boogie Bash. 
I'm so excited about that. You know, the Oogie Boogie Bash is my very favorite after hours event. I am going with my friend Tia and we're dressing up. We're doing like a combo costume, a combo costume. That's not how you say it. A couple's costume. I wouldn't call us a couple. Um, I can't think of the word. We are coordinating our costumes. I don't know. There's a better way to word what I'm trying to say, and I don't know what that is right now, but our costumes go together. That's the best I can do. So I'm excited about that. That should be fun. I'm looking forward to all things Oogie Boogie Bash. And then she and I have a day at Disneyland and a day at California Adventure. And we have decided to do something I have never attempted before. And I'm really pretty excited about it. We are going to try to get all of the rides at Disneyland done in one day. Like every single ride, even the rides that you sometimes might miss, like Casey Jr. or King Arthur Carousel, those are all included. So we are going to attempt to get all the rides done at Disneyland in one day. And I'm pretty excited about it. I think we can do it. I think we're going to be tired, but I think we can do it. We actually sat down and had a strategy breakfast at Chick-fil-A because where else do you go to breakfast? Have you had Chick-fil-A's breakfast? So good. So we had a strategy meeting at Chick-fil-A and we like planned out our day the best possible way that we could actually make this happen and have the best chance possible. So that is happening this week. And then we're going to do the same thing at DCA, but I'm not really worried about DCA because they have so much less to do over there. I think we're easily going to be able to get everything done in one day, plus a few extras. Plus we have lots of fun Halloween treats we want to try and Oogie Boogie Bash. And we're going to the Halloween brunch at Goofy's Kitchen. It kicks off on September 21st, which is the day we will be going. So I'll get to check that out. And I'm excited to tell you all about it when I get back. I'll let you know what I think about Oogie Boogie Bash, the character breakfast. I guess it's character brunch we're having the Halloween character brunch, and our challenge, our attempt to get all the attractions done in one day. There's a couple that Tia says she's not going to ride, like the teacup, so I'll have to go on that by myself. Um, but it should be fun. I'm going to see if I can get her to come on next week's episode to kind of give a little trip recap and talk about how it all went and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that. It should be fun. And can I tell you a secret? I just got back from Disneyland when I did the VIP tour and the kickoff of Halloween three weeks ago, and I have still not unpacked my suitcase. So embarrassing. It's literally just sat in the middle of my bedroom floor. I mean, I pushed it off to the side a little bit, but it has just sat there. Everything, I think I did pull out my bag of dirty clothes and wash them, but I'm not even 100% sure about that. But everything else is still in there from my trip. Oh, I am the worst. I'm the worst packer and I'm the worst unpacker. So today, at some point, I'm going to unpack and then I'm going to repack. And it's my goal to unpack my suitcase when I get home. Like the day I get home, just unpack it. Because how long does it really take? Honestly, it's just me and one suitcase. Maybe seven minutes. And for some reason, I just can't make it happen. So I'm going to make it happen. When I get home from my trip, I'm going to unpack immediately. I think that's the only way. 
if I don't do it immediately, it's never going to happen, as is evident by my suitcase sitting on my bedroom floor right now, still filled with everything I took the last trip. Oh man, so silly. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Ashley Craft, the author of the unofficial Disney Parks cookbooks. She has a ton of cookbooks. I own a couple of them, and I love them. You know I love cooking. I love copycat recipes. And her story about how she became this successful cookbook author is really pretty interesting. So I was excited to chat with her, talk about her cookbooks, her inspiration, and how she became the unofficial Disney Parks cookbook author. Stay tuned. Halloween is in full swing at Disneyland, and if you're visiting during Halloween time, I have a Disneyland Halloween time workshop that you need to check out. It's for my subscribers only over on Instagram. Being a subscriber is $4.99 a month, so it's not expensive, and you can cancel at any time. Now, over there, you're going to find all of my Halloween workshop information. There's two lives that are saved on there that I recorded that are about 45 minutes each. It's going to tell you everything that you need to know about visiting Disneyland during Halloween time. And I started a Disney book club just this September, and we're in the middle of reading our first book. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to be having a group discussion on Zoom. We're going to just chit chat. I think I'm going to wear my pajamas. I'm so excited. So that should be fun. Hang out and talk about this book. So you get that if you're a subscriber, you get my workshop, the Halloween workshop. And right now I am prepping magic mail for my subscribers because I like to send a little something every once in a while. Since it's Halloween time, I'm sending out a little Halloween magic mail, which I'm excited about. What I'm saying is if you're not a subscriber over on my Instagram, come and join us. You can cancel anytime. It's $4.99 a month, and I think you're going to love it. We also do a monthly deep dive into an attraction or a land or a person, so that's kind of fun also. So, so much going on over there. I hope you'll come and join us. I will put a link to my Instagram in the show notes. You can click on that, and then over on my homepage, there's a little button that says subscribe. Just click that, and you'll be on your way. I am here with Ashley Craft. Hi, Ashley. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. I thought we could start off by having you introduce yourself. Sure. Um, okay, so my name is Ashley Craft. And I am the author of the unofficial uh, Disney Parks book series, um, cookbook series. And I also have the unofficial Universal Parks cookbook as well. And um, so I started writing, I think, three years ago now um, was when I started writing these books. And um, it's just been like a passion project of mine to uh, have... Disney and Disney food be a part of my life. And um, I 
I just decided maybe this is something I could do as a career and more than just a hobby. So I decided to to reach out to agents and publishers and see if we could, um, you know, make a make a published work of this. And it turns out there was a lot of interest and and uh, the books have been popular bestsellers. So it's been going really well so far. That's amazing. I can't believe you have done all of that in three years. That's impressive. I love Disney and I love copycat recipes and I love cooking. So I love your books. They're pretty awesome. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot. You're welcome. Okay. What is your favorite Disney park? Ooh, okay. Starting in hot. <laughs> it's like choosing a favorite child. I mean, you know this, right? But um, I definitely have yeah. um, I definitely have pros and cons of all the parks and why I would like them like better than others. Um, I would say if I could choose to go to any Disney park in the U.S. right now, I would choose Disneyland, the original uh, original Disneyland park. I feel like there's a special magic there. Um, I grew up in Anaheim, California, so it's definitely nostalgic for me to visit there. Um, and even though I I am now closer to Disney World and go to Disney World more often, I still have a special place in my heart for Disneyland. I agree. Disneyland is my favorite, too. There's just something magical about Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about your favorite Disney attraction? Mm, this is a good one, too. So... I used to work at Disney World. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't mention that, but I did the uh, Disney College program um, in 2010. I was an attractions hostess at Expedition Everest, and um, I went back and did another program in 2011 as a concierge at the resorts. Um, but Expedition Everest, definitely uh, love, love, love that ride. Um, it means so much to me having worked there and spent so much time there. Uh, but there's a lot of new rides that I really, really like. Um, one of them is Rise of the Resistance. That one is really special to me because I'm a really big Star Wars fan. That's awesome. I love Expedition Everest, but it wasn't until, I mean, and I've been on it maybe five or six times, but it wasn't until the last time that I wrote on it that I realized there's like the Yeti is actually on it at the end. You can see the Yeti. And I don't know how I That's missed really it funny. all those times. It's funny because I feel like I would say that to people. Like, um, so when we worked there, obviously when you're a cast member, you're you have a certain like story that you're telling and you aren't a person. You are literally somebody who is working at the Anandapur rail services and and so people always say, like, uh, oh, is is this ride this and this and I say what ride I'm not this isn't a ride like this is a this is a train that's going up into the mountains or whatever and and people would say like I'm really nervous uh is there a yeti like on this ride and I would say I've never heard that I don't think that there's a yeti people people have talked about that there are rumors that there's a yeti but I don't personally believe that um but why don't you come and see me afterwards and tell me if there was one and I would go find those people and be like so did you see a Yeti or no? And they were like, no, I didn't see one. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure there's like a, you know, 20 foot tall Yeti in there somewhere, but uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe you, maybe you were closing your eyes um, at the end there. You don't know. 
I don't know how I missed it because it's huge. And it shocked me when I finally saw it because I'd ridden it so many times and hadn't ever seen it before. So now I know that there's a Yeti and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it used to move, but it doesn't anymore. Really? So. Well, yeah, I think they do. They flash lights on it. So it looks like it's moving. Yes, exactly. So now it's stationary, but it has strobe lights on it, which is um, why they call it Disco Yeti. Um if you've ever heard that term disco yeti um so that's uh, that's why because of the because of the strobe lights okay who is your favorite disney character um my favorite disney character is anna from frozen um she is the kind of person that i wish i was uh she's selfless she's kind she's funny uh she's adorable so i just think that she's an underrated um hero of the frozen franchise and that she does so much but she's kind of undersung and so that's that's why i love anna anna's so cute i especially love her in frozen too she really she becomes the hero in frozen too for sure yeah. All right. What is your favorite thing to eat on a Disney vacation? Oh, man. Um, so since Disney food is my job, um, every time I visit Disney is technically a work trip. Um, so I'm always, always researching either a book that I am currently working on, a book that I hope to be working on, or um creating content for a book that's already been written. So uh, it's always it's always work for me. Um, because of that, I almost always never eat the same thing twice. Like I always am getting new things. So the Disney parks are great at having new offerings every season, every, you know, every week there's something new at Disney. So um, I don't typically like reach for the same things again, because I do, I do love to try new things. But I do have a couple exceptions to that rule that I do love. Um, my favorite thing to eat, like uh, to sit down at a at a quick service meal, is the Felucian Kefta Garden Spread from Docking Bay Seven. This is mm -hmm. a um, it's it's like a meatless meatball, and it's in a hummus, a garden like hummus with um, like tomatoes and cucumbers on top. And then it's served with um, pita bread. And I just find it to be super light and really refreshing. Uh, and it's not like something heavy that's going to weigh you down. So I love getting that uh, whenever I'm in Star Wars land. I also uh, love having the food from um, Satuli Canteen at Animal Kingdom. Uh, they have like the protein bowls that you can choose, like whatever kind of protein you want. So you can have, I usually get the like beef and chicken combo bowl. Um, and then they have noodles and dressing on top. Again, it's something that's really light and fresh. Um, they're always made fresh to order. And uh, so I just think that that's really refreshing to have. Um, other than that, I, like I said, I typically switch up like what kind of snacks and treats and drinks I have. Um, but those are what I like to sit down as a meal. Well, I haven't had either of those. So now they're on my Disney food bucket list because they both sound super That's good. right. <laughs> you gotta have it. Okay. Last, well, not my last question, but this is a hard one, at least for me. What is on your Disney bucket list? Because I have a million things on mine, but what's on your Disney bucket list? Um. So 
my biggest item is to visit all the Disney parks in the world. So um, obviously I have been to all the U.S. parks uh, and I also got to visit um, Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney Studios in Paris um, this last year. And so that has been checked off, but I have yet to visit the three resorts in Asia. So I can't wait to, to make that happen. That's my my big dream that I want to do. Um, so I'm I'm super excited to to get to visit that someday. But as far as um the US parks, I really have done almost everything. <laughs> uh which is is uh you know really exciting, but um yeah, I mean, I I don't know, like what 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 are some things on your list? What do I, what do I need to add to mine? I have uh Disney Alani is on my list. Um all of the Outside the U.S. Disney parks are on my bucket list, too, for sure. And then doing a Disney VIP tour is on my bucket list, but I'm actually doing that in a couple weeks, so I'm going to check that one off. No way! Okay, well, I haven't done a VIP tour, so I guess I will add that to my list. Um, I have gotten to visit Club 33 at Disneyland twice, so that's a big mm-hmm. one that I have, um, and I have stayed at Alani, so... Um, those are, are really, really special places, but I have not done a VIP tour, so I will add that to my list. Well, you'll have to, especially after you go, you know, to all the Disney parks, you'll need something else to put on there. That's right. That's right. Okay. So you have several cookbooks that are already out. You have a new one coming out. We're going to talk about it in a minute, but tell me about the ones that you have that are available already that you've already published. Yeah, for sure. So um, the first book that I I published is called The Unofficial Disney Parks Cookbook. Um, And it's called that because I didn't realize that I would ever make more than one cookbook. (laughs) I I thought that this was a one-off, that I was lucky to publish one book, and I never thought I would publish more. So um, it just has a general title, but it's basically snacks and treats from the six U.S. parks, um, Disney parks. Uh, So that's the like your churros, Dole Whip, Mickey pretzels, waffles, things like that. Um, if it's like a, a typical Disney staple, you'll find it in that book. Um, but that book was a, a runaway bestseller. It sold out before it even released. Um, it sold out many, many times over. Um, I have now sold over half a million copies of that book. And so oh. it is, uh, a very popular book and I'm so proud of it. Um, it's it's still the best seller in my roster. And so if you don't have it, you got to get it. It's very great. Um, uh, after that, I published the unofficial Disney Parks drink recipe book, which has 130 drink recipes from around the parks and resorts. Um, this is uh, if you're thinking, oh, I, I don't drink alcohol or something like that. It's not mostly what it is. Um, it it has a few cocktail recipes, but it's mostly milkshakes, slushies, mocktails, things like that. Um, so I think this book is great because you can make a Disney drink in a minute. Like it's not something that you have to pull out everything in the, in the um, kitchen to do. And so if you are just looking for a little Disney magic in your day, 
the drinks are a great place to start. So I definitely recommend it. Um, my third book is the unofficial Disney Parks Epcot cookbook. So it's um, it's just the world showcase uh, food. So it's kind of like eating around the world. Um, it was really fun to create, to get to dive into different cultures and to learn more about their food. Uh, I actually have a degree in geography. So um, mm -hmm. that, that was my first passion was uh, the world and wor world cultures. So I was glad to get to to marry those together for this book. Um, then my next book after that is the unofficial um, Universal Parks cookbook. And um, I'm also a huge Universal fan. I, it's kind of blurry. You can't like see my stuff back here, but I have I have Harry Potter wands over here. I have my Hogwarts Express poster. So um, I'm a huge it. Harry Potter fan. Um, so there's there's Harry Potter recipes in this book, uh, Jurassic Park, Minions, all those kind of really fun uh, properties. So even if you're mostly a Disney fan, there's probably something in the Universal book that you would love as well. Um, and that's that's all the books that I have out right now. And uh, yeah, do you want me to talk about my my upcoming projects? Yes, but first I have to know if you have the Raspberry Rose Macaron recipe in your what you probably in your first cookbook, right? Yep. Yep. It's in the first cookbook. Yep. <laughs> well, everybody loves the raspberry rose macaron, myself included, but I have always been so afraid to try making macarons because I hear they're so difficult. So I'm going to have to get your book and give it a try and hope I don't ruin it. Yeah, they, they can be finicky. Um, if you follow the instructions exactly, then hopefully hopefully you'll come away with a, a great finished product. Um, you have to use almond flour. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't have that. So I'll just use regular. They're not the same at all. Um, they have a completely different um, structure. So like you cannot use regular flour, it will not turn out. Uh, so that's like the first thing is make sure you get a really good almond flour. Um, and then just like making sure, and, and I think I point this all out in the book, but like make sure that your bowl is really clean um, because you don't want uh, the the, meringue will not whip if it has any like particles. So again, it's, it's a lot of like kind of molecular gastronomy uh, that you wouldn't expect, I guess, mm -hmm. for a like cookie essentially. Um, but yeah, if you follow the directions, hopefully, hopefully you'll make a, a great macaron. Okay. Well, I've been dying to try, but then I get nervous. And so I never do, but you've inspired <laughs> me. I'm going to give it a shot. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. And I have everything to gain if I can have raspberry rose macarons at home. See, exactly. That's the right attitude. Okay. Well, tell us about your new book that's coming out. Yeah. Um, so I actually have one copy with me. Um, this is this is the only uh, copy that I have, um, but I'm really excited to have it. Uh, so this is what it looks like. It's the unofficial Disney Parks restaurants cookbook. And um, I would basically consider this a companion piece to the first book. Um, so like I said, I never expected to write more books. I thought that I was going to write that one book and that was going to be all that I ever did. Um, so that book has a hundred snacks and treats recipes. But if I had um, if I had a hundred more recipes to write that were iconic, and uh, we're kind of like the the basis of like Disney food, what you think of, this would be that. Um, so it's called The Restaurant's Cookbook because it 
it isn't as much the snacks and treats side, um, but it does include even quick service restaurants. Um, so it's not just like, it's not just fancy recipes. Um, it's anything that, anything that you would consider something that you could get from a restaurant that has any chairs. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. kind of a, uh, uh, a basic definition of restaurants. So, um, I just think there's such fun, delicious stuff in here, uh, including I was talking about my favorite Felucian kefta and hummus garden spread. So here's that's in there. Nice. Yeah, yep. that looks so good. Yeah. So um, just really, really good stuff in here. And I think people are, are going to love it. Oh, I'm sure they will. So tell us what was your inspiration behind creating these cookbooks like what made you all of a sudden decide that you're going to write a Disney cookbook because I think that's amazing um so basically I had started a blog in 2017 um that was around like my Disney knowledge I just felt like I had a lot of of Disney passion that I wanted to share and I didn't really have an outlet to share it so I started I started my blog in 2017 and on the blog, I tried to have a lot of different Disney content, including like parks, tips and tricks. I did um, like attraction backstories, um, you know, secrets and blah, 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 whatever. Uh, and then I also had copycat recipes that I had formulated and those posts were by far my most popular posts. People were really interested in that and I was getting excellent feedback um, on these recipes. So I was like, okay, well, I should keep doing this. This is what people want. So I started making more copycat recipes and putting them on my blog. Um, after that, I uh, went to a food blogging conference that was talking about how to... Um, you know, up your food blogging game or whatever. And there was somebody there who had wrote, written a traditionally published cookbook. Um, and I thought that's really interesting. I've never even thought about that before. Like I've never considered writing a physical cookbook that wasn't on my radar. Um, I came home from the conference and I told my husband, there was a, a cookbook author there. And I thought what she said was really interesting. And he said, Oh, you should totally do that. And I said, Oh, no, that I wasn't saying I was going to do it. I just thought what she had to say was interesting. And he was like, Why not? You should just try it. And I was like, Why not? Because like, one of the things she said was that it's basically impossible to get published, that it's like a very competitive market, and that it's very hard to do. Um, and he said, Well, what do you have to lose? Like, just send send a, a query letter to some agents, see what they say. If people say they don't want it or can't do it, then, then, you know, and just move on. So I said, yeah, you're right. I should do that. And so I, I wrote uh, query letters to uh, 12 different literary agents and only one of them wrote me back at all. Um, the rest totally ghosted me. <laughs> and the one who wrote me back said that he was interested in the concept and that he wanted to look into it. Um, and then uh, we started working together. At the time, I still just had a an idea for a book, just that I wanted to write a Disney Parks cookbook, but I didn't have like a, a collection of recipes or anything. There wasn't an actual book, like it was just an idea. Um, yeah. So we were basically selling this idea to different publishers. And I think it took us... Um, like nine months to actually get a publisher who was interested in publishing this. And um, 
And uh, they said that they wanted me to write the book and we signed a contract like the next day. And uh, then they asked for the final manuscript of the book to be turned in in two months. So um, it was a very quick turnaround at that point. And, um, and yeah, the rest is history after that. It was just uh, taking a stab and, and I just, I feel like I am such such a success story of following your dreams and that if you have a passion for something, the road ahead might seem impossible and it might seem like that nobody can do it. And that there's just such a small percentage of people who, who can succeed in that. But why can't it be you? Like, why shouldn't it be you? What what do you have that they don't that you you're going to make it? And I'm just so happy that I took the chance because I've just been so, so blessed to get to work in this, uh, you know, with Disney and and in Disney food and Disney parks and stuff every day. And I love it. That is such an amazing story. I mean, two months you turned that book around, like created all those recipes and did all that is absolutely incredible. Like incredible. (laughs) I love it. it. I mean, you've obviously put in the hard work and that's really amazing. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of hard work, but it's been really, it's paid off a lot. So how do you decide which recipes are going to go into your cookbook? Because there's tons to choose from. So how do you pick which ones are going to go in? Um, so basically, I I try to think as a consumer, if I was a fan that, you know, I am a fan, I'm the biggest fan. Uh, if I was at the at the store and I saw this book on the shelf and opened it up, what recipes would I want to see in the table of contents? So I want these to be the most iconic recipes, not Disney's best recipes, or, you know, the, the things that um, have the most seasoning or whatever, like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do the recipes that people associate most with Disney parks. Um, I also just do a lot of research. I, I, go on Instagram, TikTok, uh, I search hashtags. So I'm trying to find what's trending, what people are looking for, and what people want to find in these books. That's awesome. Did you have any like particular favorites that you're like, I know that these recipes have to go in because they are my favorites? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, all my favorites make it in because <laughs> I'm writing the book. So uh, <laughs> I, I do try to put in things that mean a lot to me. Um, like I said, the the Felucian Kefta and the um, combination bowls and stuff, those are all in there. Um, by this point, having written, you know, five different books or whatever, I pretty much have recipes for all my favorite things at Disney and Universal. So I'm, I'm glad to, to have this. Um, if, if for no one else, it's great for me to have a, a bank of my own recipes somewhere that I won't lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So recreating Disney recipes can be tricky. So what, what is your process of kind of reverse engineering a recipe? Um, yeah, so that that's exactly what I do is, um, so I visit the Disney parks and I, I taste the food. I try to take as many people with me as possible so that they can taste the food as well um, because I do want to have more than just one palate 
give an opinion on something. So somebody might taste something that I don't. Um, I'm also colorblind. And so I do like to have other people weigh in on the color palette, uh, what kind of things stand out to them. So I like to have other people's influence as much as possible. Um, and same in the kitchen. Uh, I have my I have three kids and a husband who love to come and help me in the kitchen and, and uh, weigh in on uh, whether they think the, the dish tastes and looks like how they remember it at the parks. Um, but one thing that I like to do uh, in order to cut back on food waste and, and time waste is to make as many variations of the dish in a single batch as possible. So for instance, if I was trying to make um, like a oh. cupcake, then I would have uh, probably one like cake, like basic cake batter. And then I would maybe fold in different flavors into the cake batter and then bake that. And then if there were different fillings, um, I might create several different fillings and put them in and then different uh, like frosting configurations or whatever. So in one pan of cupcakes, I might have like six different configurations of the cupcake. And then we taste test, try and figure out which one matches most closely as far as taste and look um, and try to get it, you know, down to down to the exact match uh, without having to like remake the whole process again. So that has been that has taken me a long time to get to this point. Like now that I um, I've really refined like how I do things and uh, I try to to have it be as as carefully constructed ahead of time as possible. Um, it has taken me a while, but since I've written five books, I have honed my process in more. And um, I have, I make a folder for every recipe that I'm working on. Um, so I'll have like the title on it. I have this big file box that I keep everything in, but inside of it, I'll have all the information about that recipe, um, as well as a picture of the item uh, as it is presented at Disney so that I have a like perfect copy. Um, and then I have like the description of the item, um, any information that I have about it, uh, different recipe starts and, and notes and everything is all kept in the folder. So again, just trying to keep things organized and together so that you don't have to, I don't have to redo anything that's not necessary and hopefully can get stuff right faster on the first try hopefully that's so so smart of you because whenever I mean I like to cook and I go off recipe a lot and just kind of add my own things and sometimes I've had yeah. really good success and but then I can't remember what I did what I added or how much I did or anything like that so I can never recreate it yeah and that's really hard because exactly that's exactly right like when I'm baking something I'll be like, oh, they weren't quite done. I need to add like two more minutes or whatever. I can't just add two minutes. I have to remember that I added two minutes and like keep track of every little thing or, oh, I, I needed a little more seasoning in this. I have to keep track of that. So um, if I'm not super organized, then I can't, I can't reproduce the, you know, you can't reproduce the item again. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a little fiddly, but um, it's, it's something that I've honed in over time. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you have a super good process. Did you encounter any challenges? Like what was the most challenging part of putting out your cookbooks? I think just I I don't I don't have any background in writing um or or anything like that really. So, uh it it was something that I had to learn from the ground up 
And there's a lot that goes into writing and publishing uh, a traditionally published work that I didn't realize. Um, so I have to I have to code every recipe that I write um, because they use the code to transfer it into the final manuscript um, that becomes the book. Uh, I have to. Uh, I, every every introduction and I have chapters that I write um, all need to be worked and edited and all this kind of stuff. So I think that was the hardest part was that I think it's just there's the romantic side of like getting to cook all day and visiting Disney all the time. But there's also the like uh, paperworky side <laughs> and typing and working. Um, so I think that was hard for me to to put both together into like what becomes a final product. Yeah, all of that. I mean, when I think of a cookbook, I just think of you cooking in the kitchen, not all the the paperwork and stuff that has to go with it. So that would be tricky. I would struggle with that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have a wide variety of recipes in your cookbook. You've got like meals and drinks and snacks and dessert. So what was your favorite category to create? What was the most fun for you? Um, I mean, I love uh, making desserts because my kids like it so much. Um, they always get disappointed when I say, today's a, a cooking day. And they're like, oh, what are you making? And I'll say, you know, hummus and meatballs. And they're like, oh, what? That's terrible news. <laughs> but if I, I'll show them a picture of, you know, a cake or something. And they're like, oh, it's so good. It's such a good day. So I, I, I think that that's always fun to watch them get really excited. And it's especially fun when it's something that they tasted with me in the parks and then we get to have it at home because they do see that comparison. Um, so I think that's, I think that's the most rewarding part. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that. I mean, desserts are always, they're always everyone's favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could they not? What advice would you give to aspiring home cooks who might be intimidated by the idea of making a Disney recipe at home? Well, like I told you, um, there's nothing to lose. Like if, if it turns out to be a disaster, then you just, you learn from that and you probably lost like $2 in ingredients. Um, but other than that, like you, you could have created something so fun and so magical that you're going to want to make again and again. So I think that the the benefits far outweigh uh, the negatives. And I, I really did try to make these books super accessible for any home cook. Uh, I do not have a culinary background. I'm a self-taught home cook. So I always say, if I can do it, you can do it. I think that that instead of taking away credibility from me, I hope it lends credibility because I hope people realize okay, she's not above me in her skills. Her kitchen is just like mine. Um, and, and I want you to be able to make these at home and not feel intimidated by them. I love that so much. Yep. You don't, you don't have much to lose except for a few ingredients and yeah. you really can gain a lot if it turns out well. Okay. So I think I might be able to guess, but what is your personal favorite recipe from all of the books that you've created? Ooh, well, you say you might be able to guess, but are you thinking about the Felucian? I think probably, I think probably mine um, might be Gaston's Tavern Cinnamon Rolls. That was um, one of my oh. original recipes that I had on my blog, and it's still, uh, it's still a big, 
a big visitor on my blog. Um, I don't really blog very much anymore because I'm spending so much time on my books, but they, my blog still does exist. And so some people still visit it and uh, it's fun to see how many people still look at that recipe, you know, on a daily basis. And, and so I think that that has a bit of a special place in my heart and they are really delicious. Okay, I'm going to have to go try the cinnamon rolls because I do love a good cinnamon roll. And I, my kids love it when I make cinnamon rolls, but I've never found a recipe that I'm like, this is the one that I'm going to make every time. So I'll have to go try it. I hope it makes your, I hope it makes your roster. That'll be good. Well, your book comes out September 19th. And where can people find it? Tell us where we can go to find you and your book. So it should be it should be available anywhere books are sold. Um, it will be available at Target, um, I think Walmart, uh, of course Amazon. Um, you can go to Barnes and Noble. So pr- pretty much anywhere that you buy books, they should have it. So I I wanted to show again what it looks like. This is the unofficial Disney Parks Restaurants Cookbook. Also on September nineteenth. I I am also releasing this box set, which is the unofficial Disney Parks Cookbooks box set. And um, nice. it actually has the first book, the Epcot cookbook, and the new restaurants cookbook all in one set. And this is really great if you haven't gotten any of the books yet. So it has, a, you know, a selection of my books in here. And it also makes a great gift if you're looking for uh, something for Christmas or birthday, um, because it does have all those books in there. So I recommend it. It's really well made. It's very hefty and um, it's beautiful, if I do say so. So I, I love it. And those will both be released um, on September 19th. That's so exciting. You have a box set. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, that's going to be a great gift. People are going to love that. That is so fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today and telling us all about your cookbooks and your inspiration. I appreciate it so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was great chatting with you. Well, I'm going to put a link to your books probably an Amazon link in the show notes. I'll also put a link to your Instagram. Is there anywhere else people can find you? Um, those are the best places. Sometimes I'll post a TikTok, but not very often. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you want to connect yeah. with me, Instagram is the best, best place. I'm at unofficial taste tester. Um, so come on and give me a follow and and send me a message if you ever have any questions. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. It was fun talking to you. You as well. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you so much to Ashley Craft for joining me. I love hearing about people's success stories. It's so amazing. So interesting to me that she just had this idea and she ran with it and look where it's gotten her. It's benefited her and it's also benefited all of us because we have these amazing recipes that now we can make at home. Now it's on my list to try the raspberry rose macarons at home. I'm going to do it and I'll document it. I'll probably have to tag Ashley. We'll see if I can be successful. I'm nervous. I don't know. I've just heard that macarons are so difficult. We'll see. Maybe I can pull it off. I mean, Ashley is a really good author and her step-by-step instructions are really clear. So I think with her help, I can do it. So I will attempt that soon. But in the meantime, if you don't have 
any of Ashley's cookbooks, you're going to want to go and check them out. Like she said, her box set is a great one to start with because it's got some of her most popular ones and her new one in it. I'm going to put a link to Ashley's Instagram and where you can get her books on Amazon in the show notes so you can check that out. But definitely go and give her a follow and check out one of her cookbooks. They make great gifts. So if you have a Disney-loving fan, they're going to be a perfect gift. Send them one of these cookbooks or get one for Christmas. I don't want to alarm you, but Christmas is literally right around the corner. I've already started my Christmas shopping, so if you haven't, one of these cookbooks might be a really great idea. All right, I am off to unpack my suitcase, which has not been unpacked yet. I'm going to do that and get packed up, and I'm going to head to Disneyland for Oogie Boogie Bash. You can follow along over on Instagram. I'm going to put a bunch of stuff in my story so you can check it out. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.